Welcome to Kill You With Truth playoff style. Yes, the Broncos have won five games in a row. We'll go through it. Plus, later on, why was the San Antonio Spurs PR guy yelling at me about Victor Wembanyama? Mm, we'll get to it. But first, we welcome in my great friend, Johnny Love. Johnny Love, welcome back from Thanksgiving. Ooh, yes. Quite the trip to get back from Thanksgiving. I know what you were personally doing, and I doff my cap because it's a lot of travel. You what your cap? I doff. Doff. Okay. Look it up. It's a real word. Doff. Doffing a cap. It's good to have you back. It's good to be back in the saddle for what will be an exciting run for the Broncos. So, Johnny, what's the question of the day? Well, apparently, since I left the state, uh, the Broncos have become a team and a team that could be postseason bound. Will the Broncos make the playoffs? You know, it's funny. I was talking to a lot of the Broncos about you leaving the state. They were surprisingly for it. Yeah, well, that's fair. A little saddened to hear about your return. But overall, they're they're glad that you're back. It was interesting. They brought it up to me. It's, it's We're tight. It's a good question. You and the Broncos are tight. Yeah, all, all of the Broncos. Oh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Miles, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're tight with the mascot. Well, the guy inside the, the suit. Yeah. Fair point. Let's not delude ourselves. But not Thunder. Thunder is a horse. All right, Johnny, the question is, will the Broncos make the playoffs? Listen, isn't this interesting? Isn't this interesting? At six and five, the Broncos are just slightly on the outside looking in, but just slightly. They are tied with the Houston Texans, who they play this week. 11 a.m. start, early game for the Broncos. They are right behind the Colts, who have the same record but own the tiebreaker. The Browns are seven and four, and the Steelers are seven and four. Those are the wild card teams in contention behind the Broncos. Are you listening to me? Behind the Broncos are the Buffalo Bills that lost a heartbreaker in overtime to the Eagles yesterday. The Cincinnati Bengals at five and six. The Raiders at five and seven. And then it goes down from there. The Chargers beat Chargerin. They're four and seven. They're one game away from just not making the playoffs at all. This is wild. The Broncos are in this particular position. And when you ask Russell Wilson about it, and we try to keep, you know, our questions of Russell Wilson relatively short, he says even the special teams being physical is one of the reasons they're in it together as a team. That always helps against a really good defense that we get to play against. And um, I think we've capitalized on, on a lot of those. And, and I think it's just a, you know, I think the other part of it too is we've been physical on special teams. And special teams has given us a short field. I think they've done a great job, you know. And so uh, the best part is, is we're doing this together. Yeah, they are doing it together and they're being physical. And listen, man, people get offended when I say like it's Tebow time all over again. And I'm not saying Russell Wilson is Tebow, okay? But 13 of 22 for 134 yards ain't big numbers. However, one touchdown, no interceptions. Now, he did fumble the ball after he picked up a first down, 
but I'm going to save him some grace. He threw the ball downfield a couple of times. I mean, a couple of times. But of his 13 completions, we have four to running backs with uh, P. Ryan getting one and Javante Williams getting three. And then another to Adam Troutman, which was a touchdown pass. So to his receivers, he had only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight completions. Eight completions. Meanwhile, the Broncos are just dedicated to running the ball. And they bully beat down the Browns. 39 carries, 169 yards for 4.3. I mean, it was a beatdown. Russell Wilson himself had 11 carries. So are the Broncos going to make the playoffs? If they keep playing like this, yeah, the answer is yes. Mike McGlinchey talks about the full team effort in running the ball. It's a full team effort. And when our defense can play the way that they've been playing for the last, you know, five, six weeks, month and a half, whatever, it, it, we can stay committed to the base plan. And um, we knew that was something that we needed to do well today. Obviously, with the pass rush that they have, um, running the football is, 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 is a huge key when you have a, a team that can pin their ears back like, like Cleveland can. Um, and it was a hell of a day for us. We executed the game plan well. Really loved the way Sean called the game, um, you know, and uh, an unbelievable team win. Meanwhile, the Browns are one of the best run, rushing the ball teams and one of the best stopping the run. But Sean Payton wasn't screwing around. Sean Payton was very honest about what they were going to do. They loaded up the box. They dared the Browns to throw, and the Browns were baited into it. 42 passes, 20 of 42 for 162 yards. And that's between two quarterbacks because – um, Baron Browning apparently launched himself at DTR. We'll see if he gets fined or suspended or any of that stuff. I thought, I, I didn't think much of that play at all. I, I guess he violated the rules. Um, we'll see if there's a consequence. I would hate to lose Baron Browning for any of the games. That put in PJ Walker. He was 6 of 13. DTR was 14 of 29. 20 of 42. That That is not the game plan the Browns had whatsoever with those young quarterbacks. And the Broncos forced them into that situation. The Broncos bullied the Browns. They beat them up. They beat them at the line of scrimmage. Russell Wilson didn't have to do much more than just sort of manage the game. Had a couple of nice passes, but again, he did not turn the ball over. So his touchdown to interception ratio is unreal. 20 to 4. It's incredible. His completion percentage took a bit of a ding yesterday, so that wasn't so great, but only one sack. Really, there's not much to complain about with Russell Wilson. And if you like the way the Broncos won in Tebow time, then you do have a better quarterback in the same style of offense. And I don't think this is what Sean Payton had in mind, but but hey, man, we're getting into colder temperatures, tougher opponents. This is fantastic. So will they make the playoffs? Johnny, it's such a spectacular question. I wouldn't expect anything less from you. Thank you. I appreciate I, it. I'd say maybe they have two more home games. That's it for the rest of the year and four road games. So you got to go two and two on the road and win your home games. But your home games aren't, you know, necessarily that difficult. 
I mean, you're playing New England, and they are arguably the worst team in the NFL. They suck. The Patriots are so bad. You see them the night before Christmas when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, including Bill Belichick cheating and about to be fired. Louse. Then you've got the Chargers at home. They're charging to another miserable season where they're likely going to fire their coaches yelling at reporters. And then you go to Vegas. We'll see with Vegas what's going on there. And that's Sunday, January 7th. Meet me in Vegas. That might determine if the Broncos go to the playoffs. Johnny, but this is the kind of excitement we have because they're the hottest team in football. Now, I've got a critical question for you, Johnny. Are you ready for a critical question? I don't know about critical questions. Do you know what a scorigami is? It's uh, when you fold the paper into a little... uh, No, that's an origami. I'm talking about a scorigami. Scorigami sounds like something that you did in high school. Well, I'll tell you this. I did not do a lot of scorigamis in high school. Fair enough. I like this one girl. You couldn't get the paper right, is that? I couldn't get anything right. I took a French class to try to score a gami with this girl. Johnny, I was in honors French five. We we got to a, a 10 minute oral presentation about a small village in France on Francais. I dropped the class because she dropped me. I wasn't doing that little le petite presentation. <laughs> you know, to do this, Johnny, to be in broadcasting. You don't need Honors French 5. However, I did speak to Victor Wembayama. That might have helped. Mm. We'll get to that in a little bit. But a scorigami. Well, you know what? Why should I just tell you when I asked Sean Payton about it after the game? Give me your uh, your second one. Have I heard of a gum? No. Score gum? No. It's a unique football score that's never existed in the NFL. You have two of them this year. Which means today. What, why is that? Like, why is it unique? 29 as well. It's never happened before. There's never been a final score. There's never been a final score. You're saying there's never been a score 29 to 12? In the NFL. Nor 70 to 20. I like the second score, Gami. <laughs> So do you understand what a scorigami is, Johnny? I do. I do now. Do you think I was too much of a wise guy to point out that this is the second time they've done it and the first time was 70 to 20? Could have. It could have gone one of two ways, and it went the good way. (laughs) I'd say that's fair. But I'm playing that. First of all, I had never heard of it, Johnny until I got into the, the muggle media room, okay? I I, okay. I I didn't know, but everybody was like, scorigami, scorigami, scorigami. And then even on the TV, now they didn't say scorigami, but they did on the broadcast point out that score, 29 to 12, had never happened in the NFL. So, yeah. I think it was good. I think it was funny. I think Sean Payton showed a sense of humor about it. I think this is the type of laugh you can have when you've won five games in a row, especially now that that Miami game 
in lieu of the fact the Broncos have turned things around, seems to be a seminal turning point. Were they going to fire people? Were they going to go down the tubes? And I know there were games after that. Um, but once they beat the Packers, they haven't looked back. And that was a very close game. So the score seems pretty critical. And, and, and again, it's not like it was like they lost that game. They lost that game. Then they beat Chicago. Then they lost two more games. But in those two games that they lost against the Jets and against Kansas City, the defense did play better. It was getting there. Things were still on weird ground because you were one in five and then you beat Green Bay. So you did lose two games after that 70 to 20. But everybody is referencing that, rightfully so, I think, is the turnaround moment. Can they make the playoffs? Such a good question. Well, they, they have the Texans, who are a pretty hot team, although they lost yesterday. They've got the Chargers, who lost to the Ravens. And then they've got the Lions, who lost to the Packers at home, a team that the Broncos handled. Then you've got the Patriots, the Chargers again, who are charging all the time. And who knows with the Raiders? Johnny, I think it's going to come down to the last game of the season. I think, I we, I think we need to make a road trip out to uh, oh. Las Vegas. Oh, Johnny, uh, twist my arm. I'm Mr. Las Vegas. That's definitely what people have told me about you. For sure. Look at me. Does this not scream Las you do, Vegas? You do have a lounge act sort of look. We're doing kill you with truth. Hey, what's going on? Hey, you from Des Moines? What's happening? I'm in the lounge. Moving on. Yesterday, the Nuggets took care of business. They did. The Nuggets were amazing. Beating the Spurs handily 132 to 120. And the game wasn't that close. But the reason why people were most interested, not in a 3-13 and Spurs team, where Greg Popovich wearing salmon-colored shirts. And who knew salmon was a color of the Spurs? They're a bad team, but they've got the most interesting player in the league right now. That's Victor Wemeyama, who goes 7-4, 7-5. I don't know, Johnny, when you're that tall, do you keep measuring? Or just like, <laughs> I, f I feel like uh, most people keep measuring, even if they're that tall. I don't know what the point is. If I was just like the tallest guy. Anyways, I stood next to him. I'm short. He's very tall. He is so impressive as a player. Never mind just the crazy height. But as a player, his skill level is wild. But he's 19, and as Nikola Jokic pointed out after the game, he's got a, a long way to go, but he's a great player. Nikola. I think he's uh, he's 19 years old. He's uh, playing. Uh, he's not getting scared of getting tired. You know, he's playing hard, and he's not uh, – he doesn't uh, – hmm, I have to say this in just a second. It's – he thinks it's a big thing. Like he's, he wants to be good. He's uh, not bragging about like it's not. So... Did it taste nasty? Oh, I'm 
Nasty. Johnny, what Nasty. happened? Nasty. What, 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 we were getting, we're, we're going down the road of a very interesting breakdown of Wembayama. And then, 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 a, then a woman came in pushing a cart. Saying nasty and Jokic was nasty. That might be a meme, but that wasn't the funniest moment of uh, the post game last night, Johnny. It's your boy getting yelled at. It's your boy. Not too long, but it was it was hard. When you go after big dunks like you did uh, against Julian Strother, how how often do you get challenged on? We answer like questions players? on Denver. Tom, go ahead. We don't have much time. Victor, you're the that. first player. Johnny, what happened there? Uh, I'm gonna have to set this up. I'm gonna have to set this up a little bit. We but only did... answer questions about the Spurs here, Darren. So, so it's after the game, and obviously, first time here in town is Victor Wembenyama. I'm sure Nikola Jokic. You know, they want to ask him questions when he goes on the road. Although he's been, you know, a player for many, many years, obviously. But this is when Manyama's first time in Denver. I mean, it's only natural. There were three Denver reporters, Johnny. Three. Me, Jake, and Vinny. It sounds like something out of a bad Ben Affleck, uh, Robert De Niro movie. <laughs> my Me. guys. Yeah, Vinny, my guys. Vinny. Jake. Jake. Darren? We're there waiting for Wimanyama a long time, might I mention. It did not happen quickly. I don't know what he was doing, but it took a while. He comes and sits down, which was very polite of him to actually sit down. And I did ask the first question, but my first question to him was, how'd you like playing against Jokic? You know, that, that to me, Johnny, is <clears throat> helping everybody out. You know, I'm just asking a very obvious question, and everybody's going to be curious about it, what his thoughts were facing Jokic for the first time so it kind of goes around the room this is three and a half minutes into his press conference Johnny three and a half minutes it's not like we were there for a half hour three and a half minutes and there was a moment in the game where women Yama rose up to dunk and Julian Strother another rookie just said I guess if I'm going down I'm going down with the ship Julian Strother went up to try to block women Yama's dunk which is brave because that could have been embarrassing for Julian Strother. He fouled Wembenyama hard. Wembenyama went to the line, but he didn't get the dunk. There were pats on the back and laughs all around for Julian Strother for stepping up. So I was curious, how often does Wembenyama get challenged and what's that like for him when he goes to the net that aggressively? I think that's a pretty good, interesting question about a moment of the game that kind of mattered. But let's play it again and See what the San Antonio Spurs PR guy thought. Not too long, but it was it was hard. When you go after big dunks like you did uh, against Julian Strother, how how often do you get challenged on? We answer questions on Denver. Tom, go ahead. We don't have much time. Victor, you're the first player. Again, Johnny. That was three and a half minutes into his five minute press conference after the game. But we're done with Denver questions, and we don't have much time. Johnny, the Spurs don't play until Thursday. That game started at 6 o'clock. It was like 9.30. I think they were staying the night. I, I got to tell you, man, 
That is the only time that has happened to me in 30 plus years. That is never, I've never, ever been interrupted in mid question, mid question to, to move on to another question. And the, 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 the PR guy didn't say, Hey, Denver guys, you know, me, Jake and Vinny, the three of us. Hey, you three, you only get one question. Shut up. <laughs> We're done with Denver for another question at the three and a half minute mark. And Johnny, can I tell you, there was one question to Wembenyama in French. So, so the English speaking portion of his press conference was probably four minutes long. And then, then he gave him. And I feel bad for this French guy. This French guy is, you know, French. And by the way, that French guy was sneaky. He got one in in English, and then he got another in in French. Well, he had to learn a whole new language to be able to. I should have just asked my question en français. Now, that would have been funny if the guy said one question in French, and I said, ah, a keller the Wazoeswaf, which would have been asking Victor Wembenyama, what time is it? Is the bird thirsty? <laughs> Johnny, what's on the shelf? What's on the shelf? What's on the shelf? Um, I want you to take a random book off oh. of the shelf. We're gonna start with some academics this week. So uh, uh, tell about, me when to tell me when to stop. Just say stop. Right there. All right, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. Oh, Lee Child. The Hard Way. This is an entire novel about me trying to interview Victor (laughs) Wembenyama. I kill you with truth. 